Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and joining me today is Northern Wrestling Federation superstar Christopher Michael Lotus. Chris, how are you, dude? Hey, I'm doing great, brother. Doing just fine on this hot evening tonight. How are you doing? Oh man, you ain't kidding about it being hot. I mean, I stepped outside and I was like, "Woo, man! You you could you could cut that humidity with a knife." You I mean, "Woo, it's just nasty." And hey, man, it's gonna smack you in the face like the summer sizzler. Yes, it will. I'll tell you what, I am, I mean, it's like I was just telling you before we even start, I mean, I am looking forward to it because that is a stacked card. I mean, I've been to some NWF shows, but I don't think I've ever seen a card stacked just like this because, man. Stacked? You haven't even seen the card, brother. I've looked it up and I've looked it down. There are 12 wrestling matches on this bad boy. We are starting early and we are ready to kick it off hot. Oh, yeah. And... Um, I'm looking forward to all the pre, uh, I, I guess you want to call it the pre-match events, you know, cause, uh, Roger was saying they're going to have, you know, games for the kids they are going to have prizes. They're going to have a tug of war, you know, and that all starts at four o'clock and that's when the door is open. That's wow. two hours before the bell springs. And that's before the bell rings, you can have fun with all your favorite superstars, watch some of us go at it in a big old tug of war. There's all kinds of games will be spread out throughout Covington's uh, hits, we should say. And uh, you guys should, you know, get your tickets. You guys are going to have a great time with this. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this event. This is really stacked. We have got everybody booked for this one. There is a ton of matches to see. You know, come on out, kid-friendly. But uh, like I said, we got a woman's cage match. We've got a uh, we got our street fight coming up. Don't forget us. You know what I mean? Oh, I ain't going to forget that now. Yeah, I believe you got a five-way women's title match. You've uh, got an elimination match for the Unified Championship. There's all kinds of interesting things going down this Saturday night. Oh, and uh, it words can't really describe how just like ridiculously awesome it is. In fact, I'm just now pulling up. I'm, I was going to go look at the card. And the first thing that pops up my Facebook, there's a nice picture. How about oh, that? Oh, yeah, one? yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yourself and Star Rider against the Strays. Man, that in, in a street fight. Definitely. You know, these guys have been putting us down. They've been calling us out a whole bunch. They said they blocked us into a corner. Well, you know, this Saturday night, you're going to find out that's totally wrong. You know, me and Star Rider, we come out to play and we come out to play hard. You're going to give a 20-year vet like me some toys to play with in the street fight? Look out, son. You're about to see some new tag team champions. Me and Star Rider are about to walk out with gold. Oh, yeah. I was there the, I was there when y'all won them the first time. You know, that was... <laughs> whew, that, I, I don't think oh, anybody... Yeah stacked us up against the blondes you know we were the number one contenders we were proven that you know we could hang and you know what we proved more than that we won ourselves tag gold we slipped up in fairfield a little bit caught us off guard look out look out and coming to the summer sizzle we're going to turn up the heat trust me you want to see our match but you know what i think i actually have your win on video uh okay. i just not thought about that i was recording and i and i'll have to send you the link because i i believe i have it uh, um i have it uploaded to youtube but I have it set to uh, private. So you actually have to have the direct link in order to see it. That was one of the things that I was told when I could upload stuff from the NWF, but it could not be public. It actually had to be set as private. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we as wrestlers like to kind of have our stuff private, you know, in a sense, we want you to come see us live. We don't want you 
to just watch us on the internet all the time in a sense you know we love to put up gifts we love to put up little pictures you know we'll put up anything a little bit but we don't like putting up a whole match in a sense because in a way they won't come out and see us but they can just watch it online all the time so right. there's your definition there so definitely send me that link though i'd like to rewatch that match i've oh, seen yeah. it like once or twice when it first hit but other than that i ain't seen it since i definitely like to rewatch that maybe get some ideas <laughs> <laughs> and, well I'll tell you what for my audience who actually are not familiar with you i just want to ask you some questions so they can they so they can get familiar with it and so um and i encourage everybody go out and watch some of chris's matches i mean they are absolutely fantastic i've seen them quite a few times and like i said i was there the night he yeah he and star rider won the tag team belts uh the first time and i have a feeling they're going to win them back again a second time here in about ooh, about three days or two day, three days three days from now three. yeah away from the summer sizzler get your tickets four o'clock you get to party with all the boys and girls and then you get to watch the boys and girls pretty much beat the living crap out of each other yeah. about, <laughs> it's about the tag belts we want our gold back you know we earned those against the blondes we're about to earn them again against the strays this coming weekend oh yeah and you said you've been in the business 20 years i'm 19 years in right now to be 20 around the end of march so okay I'm working towards the 20 year mark so what inspired you to become a wrestler? I mean, who, who were like some of your influences, you know, things like that? Influences back in the day, in a sense, it changes over time. It's like a hard question to answer. You know, when you're a child, you know, you, you want to be the guy on TV, right? You right. know, you see the movie stars, you see the heroes, you see the villains in comics. For me, you know, my grandmother watched a lot of wrestling. I, I like watched Hogan before he was Hogan, you know. I've seen all these guys <laughs> before they became giants and, you know, mega stars in a sense. So in a way, when I was younger, it was just something I grew up with. And then you find friends that have the same mutual things when you're like going through school and you're a teenager. So then you kind of start following your friends, you know, and you start watching everything that's on Mondays and you were watching every pay-per-view that was on Sunday. And even back then when we were growing up, even in our teens, you could order like Wednesday night. So, you know, you have impact come on and you can get a $10 pay-per-view for two hours and sit with all your buddies and have a good time. And now today, you know, it, like I said, you fast forward 20 years and what keeps me motivated, I'd have to say people like Star Rider, my kids, you know, like my time's probably passing soon. I don't know how far this body and how long I'm going to go being 40 years old and being almost 20 years in, but I do make a promise. I'm keeping myself healthy. You know, I've been working out like crazy. I've been trying to diet, you know, a lot better, treat myself a little bit better for the long run or a long haul if anything does happen for me in the future. But definitely my kids keep me kind of focused and they keep me in, in check a little bit and, you know, helping out train bone crushers a little bit down the road and through time these last three years. I'd have to say that today would be what keeps my focus going and keeps me up and up in a sense. Oh, that is fantastic. Now, did you train at bone crushers yourself under Roger? I did. I trained under Roger Ruffin. Uh, I was, yeah, like I said, 19 years ago. This was at the old Bone Crushers building down there off Hopple Street. Uh, I believe it's off Coal Rain over there, Little Coal Rain. Uh, I was practically, I, I mean, my, my career started there in a sense, 19 years ago, and I was actually uh, one of the few guys that finished out my uh, that that building. Me and Roger tagged up that night to end the end the saga in that building, I should say before we moved to the new building on Vine Street. But uh, I've had some good memories in that building. Lots of fun times, lots of parties with the guys. I've met all kinds of people you can imagine. I've, I've traveled a lot during the pandemic, especially over the years, these last two years anyway. I mean, 
being 40 years old, I definitely want to stretch out my uh, my ability to get anywhere I can. So definitely, I'm always on the lookout for things. But, yeah, uh, yeah, 19 years. <laughs> it's been a yeah. while, brother. Oh yeah, Nin a long haul. Yeah, I was actually one of my next questions. I was actually going to ask you was going to be about uh, travel. Have, uh, what are some of the places that you've traveled um, to wrestle or, or because of wrestling? All right, places to start out, I traveled. I went with Larry D to uh, New York City. He went down there for pancakes and pile drivers about two years ago, right before the, the year before the pandemic, I should say. We went out there, uh, me, a bunch of the guys, Max Sled. <laughs> it, was, it was quite the car, trust me. Daryl Kelly, Larry, Larry, uh, Larry and Paige, basically. Uh, that was like one of my first trips. And then eventually it was like Chicago for me. It was Pittsburgh for me. It was Tennessee for me. I went to mm -hmm. Alabama and Atlanta on a double night stretch. And uh, eventually I hit these during the pandemic a couple of times, actually. I went to Tennessee about four times. Atlanta, Alabama was twice. Uh, Chicago was twice. Pittsburgh was once. I'm still trying to work out some kinks with that. I might be in the, it might end up going back there if things are working out with the promoter and, you know, cash flow and everything. It's always some kind of excuse for promoters. You'll get yeah. used to it after a while. <laughs> you got to fight for it sometimes. And hey, I'm always putting up my dukes in that retrospect too. But uh, yeah, like I said, it, it's the long haul out there, man. I've been quite a few places over time, but uh, I've definitely hit about eight states in the last couple of years. And you got to add in the tri-state, you know what I mean? So it's probably about 11 states total in about 20 years. Oh, wow. That is quite a bit of traveling because I think the average... I actually read this. I, th I think the average number of states people do in their lifetime is like eight. Yeah. And, like I said, I don't get really to hang out a lot at these states. You know what I mean? Even with, with the Bama, I was with Pillman Jr. at the time. Okay. We were pretty much up. Yeah, he was coming down to our uh, facility down at Bone Crushers and training for a while. Really? I ended up just hopping in the car with him. I, uh, that's how I kind of got booked on Warrior Wrestling out there. That's how I got hooked up with Rocket City. Uh, the IWC, who's now booking heavily, which I'm trying to talk to to get back into. Honestly, I know they're booking like everybody in the world now, which I can understand. But, you know, I wish them guys all the luck in the world they're out there listening to. You know, those guys were awesome. Cole Carter, uh, Spencer Slade, uh, Bill Collier. Here's looking at you guys. If you're out there, you're listening. Love you guys. Hope I see you down the road. You guys were awesome. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of people you meet you don't get to see a whole lot. And if you do run into a man, hug them to death because, man, let me tell you, it, it's a rough lifestyle when you're sometimes because you know, you're on the road sometimes by yourself. Sometimes you, uh, when this, uh, those trips, sometimes with Pillman, I'd literally pick him up. So you're thinking I'm driving five and a half hours to like Tennessee or Bama sometimes and I got to pick him up. So I'm by myself <laughs> in the car at times. There was times I got a kid in the car just to drive with me to try to get him on the show. It worked like once or twice out to Tennessee. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. It was a great time. I got to see some neat stuff while I was out there. But you don't get a lot of time to just kind of hang out and party and enjoy everything that's really in front of you. So you unless you really get up early or you stay up really late at night. There wasn't really a lot going on during the pandemic, even in certain states. So right. things would uh, close at like midnight. You know, Alabama was neat because there was a lot of water side. You know, there's a lot of river and you see a lot of boat, you know, boat houses in a sense. I like, I don't see that stuff out here in, you know, Ohio where I'm at. So <laughs> really neat, you know, landscape is different. But other than that, I wish there was some more time on travels to kind of like, hey, let's go hit up a bar. Let's go hit up a good meal or let's go check out the store we've never been to or what the hell is this? Let's just go, let's go in and look, you know what I mean? Let's just go ponder. Right. I remember hearing Jim Ross, he was actually talking about that on on a podcast once and he was talking about the traveling he had done overseas and he said one time you know he had done a tour of scotland but whoever actually booked it for him 
had him going like one night here, the next night here, the next night here. And they said, well, did you like Glasgow? He said, well, I like the Sheridan. Cause that was about all I saw, <laughs> you know? So, yeah. I mean, there's some nights I won't lie, you know, putting in some work. Uh-oh. Camera but, cutting out here, brother. Oh, there you go. Yeah, but I say I lost you for a oh, second. So, there we go. Yep. Go yeah, ahead, it's bro. all good. Yeah, like I said, there's some nights you're putting up some good work there. Like uh, you, you go home and you just pass out after a while. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's some wrestling nights. You know, I'm older. I just want to hit the bed in the shower. You know, give yeah. me a good meal. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh night, man. Sweetheart. And speaking of, you know, since you are 40. And, you know, but obviously, you know, I can look at you right now and tell you're still in incredible shape. But how do you prepare you. for a street fight match? You know, think about high school, brother. Did you ever really prepare for a fight? Either you're mentally in or you're mentally not. Me, oh, I'm yeah, that's true. prepared for a fight every time I walk in the ring. I'm an independent wrestler. If I wasn't ready to wrestle or ready to fight, I shouldn't be in this job or doing what I'm doing or even coaching for that matter. So you can bet your money, you know, coming August, you know, this weekend, this Saturday, it hits and coming to, yeah, we ain't going to play anymore with the, with the straight, you know, they, they've had their fun and now it's our turn. And when <laughs> it's our turn, it's going to get nasty. All right. Don't expect us to kind of bow down because we've been hit with a few weapons. You know, we showed up in Covington and we won our tag match in Covington too. So we're going to have our day in the sun again. Don't, don't worry about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be there. Um, of course, I'm going to be there with my son and my neighbor and his son. Yeah, but I'm going to tell them, hey, when they had that street fight, y'all better watch out. <laughs> God, yeah. There's going to be I mean, bodies flying. The rules are off. Anything goes. Like, anything unexpected can happen. If I wanted to pick up a watermelon off somebody's plate and smack them in the face with it, I straight up could. There's nothing <laughs> to do about it. You know, I just want to shake a beer, chug it, smack it with it. That's not happen. But you never know what's going to happen. You know, it's going to be a different kind of – a different kind of vibe when you're in that ring, you know what I mean? And we got anger, you know, me and Ryder ain't too happy right now. You know, we both lost those tag belts unexpectedly. Nobody saw that coming. Like we won them in Covington against the Blondes. Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw the strays coming in and beating us with the tag belts. I think we kind of, we, we took them for granted at first. Now, you know, they got us our, they got our attention, you know, the rematch clauses invoked. We got a street fight out of it. I hope they're prepared as much as we are. You know, we've been hitting it up pretty hard. Anyway, I, think, I think I'm going to bring a watermelon to hand to you now because <laughs> <laughs> I might need it by the time I get out there. 90 some degree weather in Cincinnati, Ohio. <sighs> yeah. It's just getting any hotter, you know. Are you prepared to bring some water? Like I said, they got concessions down there. It hits. Feel free to bring your own seats if you want to sit comfortably, too. I'm sure they don't mind that kind of thing. My dad does that stuff all the time. He likes sitting comfortably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so do I, because I'm actually getting that age. Too. I'm going to be 48 here in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, ooh, bad back, bad knees, and yeah, sitting comfortably, it's kind of a luxury after a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, eventually you kind of want to just, uh, you know, you want uh, you get a certain age where it's like, all right, I got to have it this way, because if it ain't, I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just miserable. <laughs> But you know, <laughs> getting older, it's just like, all right, look, I need to take a shower and just go to bed. I'm done. I ain't, I ain't <laughs> party animal anymore. Oh, I know no heather no to hang out before the morning. And if I do hang out that kind of late, I'm spending two days to recoup versus the you know couple hours it used to take and maybe an Advil. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, now, some of the other matches on the card um, look pretty intriguing, like the cage match between Big Mama and Nikki Victory. 
man. You know, it's sad to see what happened to that friendship. You know, I I had the hand in training those two girls not too terribly long ago for this tag match. Uh, That is almost heartbreaking to watch. You know, I know Big Mama and Nikki Victory were like best of friends. I mean, you, you barely could separate them. They're always hanging out. You know, it's like sister, sister, you know. The song said it, my best friend, you know, and <laughs> Walker Big Mama put her through a table. Like, that was the same night y'all won the tag belts, actually, because I had uh, that, also had that on video. Uh, yeah, it's the same night we won the tag belts, but when I just remember turning my head, next thing you know, hey, Big Mama just put Nikki Victory through a table, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, wow, did I just hear that? And next yeah. thing you know, I turn on a video feed on Facebook, and there it is, like, uh, that's hard to, to place like how Nikki's feeling right now. I can see the emotion in her eyes. She wants revenge, but I also could see like, in a sense, like this was the girl I traveled with. This is the girl I roomed with. This is the girl I hung out with and got to dinner with and told every bit of my secrets to put right. faith in you. Like if there's anybody that knows Nikki victory better than Nikki victory, it's going to be big mama. And that could be her downfall in this cage match, as much as I hate to say it. I know Nikki Victory is a kind soul. She might want to find that raw dog side of her, in a sense, and be ready to go to war because a cage match, you're going to get cut up. It's not meant for the weak-hearted. And if you go into Saturday, you feel any kind of sympathy for Big Mama, Big Mama's not going to have sympathy, and she's going to put you through that cage or put you into it. She's going to put her stamp of approval on the situation to move farther in this uh, position we call life, called the ladder of life. We should stay in professional wrestling. Big Mama wants to be on the top, and the way to do it is to get over Nikki Victory. And you know what? I, I'm probably going to bet my bottom dollar that Big Mama's going to put away Nikki Victory in this cage match this Saturday. That's just my personal opinion. You all can feel however you want to feel. But in a sense, you know, I'm going to go with the size, and I'm just going to go with the fact that Big Mama's ready, and she's proven it. And uh, speaking of well, the, the other women's match I've seen on there, this five-way scramble for the women's title. You yeah, Selena Dean's got her hands full this yes, time. Yes, we got does. two young birds in there. We got two future stars. Uh, I believe that's Anika. And we have Riley Matthews, two very young women. Riley is ready for this. I know she's excited about this. She's posted it all over Instagram and Facebook. Go follow her. She's a cool chick. I like her a whole lot being a student. I know she's super excited, but she's got to focus. You know, there's four other girls with her, including Miss Ella. Everybody knows Ella. Ella's damaging out there. She is mean. Mm-hmm. And boy, when that girl screams, you will not not know it. All right? Yeah, all that is the truth. <laughs> Trust me. It will go over speakers that's so loud that girl screams. Uh, so, uh, you know, Selena, she has definitely got her hands full. Uh, but uh, looking all in all, I'd like to see the title change hands, but I don't think it's going to happen this Saturday night at the Sizzler. I'm going to bet on Selena Dean this time. I'm going to. Oh, I forgot about Breezy. The other, she's new. Breezy, new yeah. Breezy, Breezy's a fiery young one. She's got a lot to learn. She does bring a lot of strength to the table. So look out for that. All right. These future stars are definitely unpredictable. I do like Riley on the, uh, the professional side in a sense that the ready side out of all these girls, if anybody wants to pull up an upset, I'm going to say Ella. But if you're asking me my personal opinion, I think little and mean Selena Dean's going to pull this one out. This is Lynn Saturday. Yeah, because in I, if I was Selena, she might want to watch out for Ella because I know they've been 
they've been BFFs now for a while, but when you're talking about gold on the line, loyalties sometimes go out the window. So you never know. Yeah, but yeah. We also, I know there's also personal vendetta between them two. You know, you saw it at Fairfield when she screamed right in her face. I mean, it was loud as ever. She straight up made a point. And, you know, right now, I, you got to kind of pass that vendetta part. There's three other girls in this match. The minute you take your mind off things and you put it on one girl, guess what? The next girl is going to jump you from behind. That's what they always said. You got to have eyes in the back of your head. That's where that comment comes from. If you forget how to focus, the minute you lose focus is the minute you lose a match. Trust me. Oh, that is true. I say, well, me, Selena Dean, she's been on cue. She's been on point. She is focused. She won that title from victory. She took advantage of Big Mama's situation. And that's about the best I got for you. A little mean Selena Dean. I call her the victory for the, the Summer Sizzler, my friend. Oh, there you go. And the, the other five-way match. Now, this one, I've never heard of it done like this, but I actually love the concept of it. You know, the elimination five-way, where you tag yourself in, and uh, that to me is awesome. Uh, what are you, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, ugh. You know, the way they got this set up, it's going to be hard to predict because you could tag in at any moment. It's like a tag match in a sense. If there's any kind of a blind tag and a pin happens, somebody could really get involved in a situation where a roll-up happens out of nowhere. This is going to be unpredictable for Prodigy Kobe Kane. Um, I don't know how to look at this with all the opponents. Involved. Who do we have on that list? Of, oh. Who's my memory here? It's Prodigy. It's um, Kobe Kane, Prodigy, Noah. And I, I, I just, I literally just had the one. I know, I just had it up on my phone. I can't remember all the <laughs> So many matches, I'm like going crazy in the back of my head. Who's all in it? It's Prodigy. It's Noah. Uh, Jack, Jack uh, Phoenix. Jack Phoenix. Oh, Warlock. Kobe Kane, Noah. Warlock. Jack Phoenix. Warlock, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Kobe, Noah, Jack Phoenix, Warlock, Joe Pro James. There we go. Joe Pro James, Joe Pro the fiery one. But uh, yep. like I was saying a second ago, I don't know how I like this lineup for Prodigy. This is very different from what he's used to. Lately, he's been running in the Crispin Eyes and Icon. But uh, both of the NYM haven't had much luck against Prodigy. Now you got a whole different table to defend the title against. This could get really interesting if somebody takes advantage of one blind tag because that could change the outcome of this match totally. The title could probably change, Matt, you know, hands in, in multiple occasions in this match, right? This is elimination style. Yeah. That's how I yeah. checked. Yeah, so elimination. Sense, if the rulings are right, the title probably could very well change hands on a once or twice, three times kind of basis if Prodigy is somehow eliminated by randomness. But uh, in a sense, uh, I don't know who to pick as a victor in this match. I almost want to say Warlock because uh, he's uh, been pretty damaging lately. See what he did to Jack Phoenix's face? I mean, oh, that would be oh. real stuff. And uh, real is real. And he's a real big dude. Uh, he about is. Six, uh, what, about 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, oh, easily. And that, that claw is uh, definitely not something to end up in. It is not easy to get out of, and nobody's been successful. So, uh Prodigy, good luck. I don't know. Uh, maybe you should give your insights on this one, my friend. I don't know. I don't. I, don't, Whew, um, I almost want to see a title change hand in this match. I can see it happening. It's just there's a lot of unpredictability. There's a lot of different ways this can go. There's a lot of crowd favorites. There Joe is. Pro, everybody loves Joe Pro. Everybody likes Jack Phoenix. You know what I mean? Uh, everybody's been, everybody, loves uh, everybody loves been loving Noah too because I mean, um, the voice. 
the voice. Yes, he is. And he is a man of many hats is what I've noticed because the man does everything. And oh, I remember first seeing him. A little him bit with, of everything. He's really, you know, he trains hard, brother. I, I really yeah. appreciate having Noah Gabriel in my locker room. He trains hard. You know, he listens well. He does everything as best as he can. You know, he, he goes by the slogan, he's born to wrestle, and he really yep. was, and he really is right now. So, uh, I don't know where he sits in this match. Like I said, I've, I've been kind of picking the dark side of the force on this one. Maybe I'm just going to go ahead and pick Warlock to win this match and say a new title, a new champion, so to speak, for the unified championship of the future stars. And Warlock, I think also because he's like the most mysterious one because he wears the mask and he wears the full body suit and he's pretty new. So you don't know a lot about him. So he's he's that wild card. He really is. It's so one thing I like about my partner and him is this, you don't know what his facial expression is. Right. You don't know if he's hurt or if he's <laughs> just looking at you. You know, if he's just giving you that death stare, he's really hurt, you know. And like I said, that could change anything, too. Nobody knows what you're thinking under that mask. Nobody knows how you look under that mask. Nobody knows what kind of expression you're giving off under that mask. Yeah. So being a 6'5", monster with a nasty claw that busts faces you know i, I kind of like that in my wrestling matches i do like that brawler-esque match you know i was a big fan of big band vader back in the day yeah i like those brawl i like those hard up guys those guys that walk out and they're brutalized in a sense they, they played their hands on someone and you can tell so yeah. i'm gonna you, know you earned your money that day yeah you earned your money you you made it to the <laughs> pay when you, you were happy about it and your hands are dirty if anybody's willing to get their hands dirty in this match i'm gonna say warlock and I'm going to say you new unified champion. I'm going to bet on the Warlock this weekend. All right, trying to think. Uh, Jimbo against Sean Evans for the unified title. Jimbo, actually a number one contendership match. Number one right? contendership, yeah. Number one contendership match. Jimbo versus Sean Evans. The handshake versus that boot around the world. The most shadiest man in the <laughs> locker room. What do I think about this? I think you got two big bulls about ready to collide. And I don't know who's going to move the horn past the middle area of that bull rope when it happens. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't know who's going to come out on top of this. This is definitely going to be a bang heads kind of situation. Um, like I said, I've been picking the dark side of the force to this time, but uh, I think I'm going to go with Jimbo on this one. I think Jimbo's ready to kind of come out and be serious. And I want to see Jimbo actually – He can do when it's time to be. You can't see what you really do to somebody. Sean Evans has got that mentality, and that's what kind of scares me about Shady Frank in a sense. He's the shadiest man in that locker room. He's got that mentality. But uh, I'm just going to go ahead and bet on Jimbo this weekend. We're going to bet on Mr. Handshake, and we're going to say the good old guy comes out, and he's going to become the number one contender after the Summer Sizzler Ball is that done. See, I always think Jimbo, I'm thinking the happiest guy in the NWF because he is. He just walks around. He's just happy. Dude, you ought to see him in the locker room. He sees everybody, girls, guys. It could be animals. You see him with dogs. He just loves dogs. He'll get licked in the face. I mean, that dog could have <laughs> kitty litter. He just got, oh, no, no. He just he's hamming all that crap up. Jimbo's a great guy, though. I love him to death. He's just a big animal himself. <laughs> um, another one. This is actually um, my son's two favorite wrestlers, DC and Kemba, going against Alex Hayden and Sinclair Octavius Bentley. I'm looking forward to this match, too. ladder match for $5,000 and that Tri-State Championship. Man, is there a lot, a lot on the line? But, boy, look at this ring and look 
how many super heavyweights you got. He is definitely a big boy. DC is definitely a big boy. Sinclair mm-hmm. is not a small guy either. Let's no, face it, Sinclair is close. You know what I mean? You know, like I said, you got a lot of beef climbing some ladders. If you ask me what the retrospect is, I'd probably send Kimbo as fast as I can since he's got jungle <laughs> fever. He can get up there <laughs> climbing. He can climb around anywhere. He, he's proven he can jump over top ropes, get on the top rope, hit you high. He can hit you high and he can hit you low. I like Kimbo a lot when it comes to wrestling. Oh, yeah. But man, this just ain't a wrestling match. Now, is it? This is a ladder match. $5,000. A ladder match for that tri-state championship. And let me tell you something, I've been tri-state champion three times in the NWF, and it's it's definitely a rich prize to have. Uh, looking at in this ring, who's going to work together? Who's who's brotherly? I mean, who's your bro? Who's going to help you get that title? You know what I mean? Who's going to help you get that money? What's more mm. important? What do you go for? Who, who do you ask this question out of the four men? Because I don't think that question's really been asked. Everybody asks what's going to happen. Everybody asks, you know, what, what what's going to happen at the end? But nobody asks, what are you shooting for? Does Alex Hayden and Sinclair need that money back, or do they really just want the title and say, heck with that 5000 Do Kimba and DC want both, or is Kimba out for himself? Man, there are a lot of questions at, there. Yep. There's a lot of questions to be asked here. You know, like, who's your brother? Uh, who's going to help you out? I mean, I don't even know if I can pick a winner, but if I said anything, I'm going to say you're going to have – uh, maybe I'm just rooting for the dark side. Like I said, I'm going to go Sinclair and I'm going to go Alex Hayden all the way here. Um, I, I just, I'm going to go veteran experience over youth in a sense. Alex Hayden and Sinclair have been around doing this for double digit years. Yeah. Uh, I know Alex Hayden has his share of ladder match experience. He's had definitely tag match experience, especially in these kind of scenarios. Um, he's definitely been a singles champion too. Both of them have. So, in the, in the retrospect, I'm just going to go ahead and pick uh, the SOB and Alex Hayden on this one. I'm going to say they're going to get the money and the gold. They're coming out on top of the riches. Yeah, they're best friends. They they're are. Every time. I mean, they are. I mean, I mean, Kimba did come out and say he's got DC's back a long time ago. But let's see if he really does this Saturday night at the Summer Sizzler. That's the biggest question. How well do you have your brother's back? Who's going to have a brother's back? <laughs> Who do you oh, trust? And can you trust? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many people I trust. Mine is Star Rider. You know what I mean? Mine's my rider die, you know, back in the NWF. But uh, other than that, I don't, I, don't, I don't shake too many hands when it comes to trust issues. Like, we got to go to war. We got to go to war. But, <laughs> whew, Ooh, that's gonna be interesting, interesting outcome at the end of that. I want to see that match myself, honestly. That ladder match is going to be real interesting. All the beef in that ring, the yeah, amount I'll, of bumps I'll, you're going to see, the all hiding the bumps you're going to see. Yeah, uh, you know, the beef with the ladder match. That's the funny thing. I mean, because you got the beef with the ladder match. I'm kind of <laughs> digging it. You know what I mean? There's definitely a side of beef on this ladder match. And I'm digging it. I really am. I really am. This is a different look for this kind of a match. And I'm kind of really appreciating the NWF, Roger Ruffin, and everybody was involved booking this match. I'm actually highly excited to watch this for myself. I'm going to bet on Sinclair and Alex Hayden, the SOB and Hayden. As the new money, well, technically, they're going to hold $5,000 and be new U.S. or new tri-state champ, I should say. Sorry. Uh, uh, it. Uh, last week, we had the swinger on the show, and he was talking about his match with Andrew Reed. It almost sounds like a grudge match, but I know it's for the Dreams. What, what's his title? The Dreams. Dreamhouse championship, I believe this is called. Yes. You know, Andrew Reed walking around with Joshua. He's got a lot of confidence right now. He's walking around with his title. He kind of 
dubbed himself the Dreamhouse champion. I've never seen an NWF championship named Dreamhouse on it ever. So obviously he brought this title with him along somewhere. I mean, he's, you know, putting in the work. He's had the belt for a while. Um, I don't know where this match is going to go because Swinger himself has been proven pretty worthy as of lately. You know, he beat Jack Vaughn in Fairfield. I thought that was impressive. Jack Vaughn's a little bit everywhere on the independent scene. And Swinger came out on top of that. That's a pretty big win for that guy. Kudos. But I think it's going to be even more kudos at the Summer Sizzler when the Swinger finally gets a a title around his waist of some sort. I think you're going to see another new champion. I'm going to say the Swinger is going to be your new Dreamhouse champion. Uh, the guy's on a roll. Let's uh, let's face it, and he's having a lot of fun being that way. I had a drink. Cheers, brother. <laughs> and one more match that I want to talk about: Rex and Joshua. That's, Boy, what a lineup! It's, ooh, that ooh, one's interesting the because man in the locker room, Rex against the guy who was made for this. Joshua, man, you know this this is one of those matches where you're looking at both superstars are not very well loved, but Rex is definitely getting some love from the crowd as of these last. He has been. I've noticed that. He is definitely getting love from the crowd. Joshua's been champ. He beat Larry D for that championship. He's definitely proven he is made for this. He proven he was made for this a second time around he's definitely been very dominant in Covington he's very confident with Andrew Reed in his side um man I as crazy as it sounds I'd love to see Rex just pull this off I, I really would because you know what Rex wanted this a long time ago in Fairfield during the countdown brawl and Swayze made him lay down for that that opportunity Let's face it, Swayze made you lay down, Rex. Quit ignoring that factor, all right? Wherever you are out there. This is Lotus speaking to you directly. That man made you lay down. Whatever you got to do this Saturday, kid, you know, you've been in the NWF locker room a couple years now. When are you going to start trusting yourself? And the minute you do, you could be heavyweight champion. Yep. But that's the key factor for Rex right now. You got to start listening to yourself, you know, coming from a veteran to you. If you don't start listening to yourself and start taking these issues out when you need to, you're always just going to be Swayze's backpack. The guy Swayze turns to when he needs some. Why don't you be the guy that makes Swayze turn to you and need something? But and- well, he might turn into that guy. He could. He very well could. And then, because Swayze's the one holding that, that opportunity. Yes, he is. Holding the briefcase. He's holding that ticket. And, you know, one day maybe Rex will say, you know what? I'm not the co-star. I'm the star. Because, yeah, he, needs yeah. to focus and be, he needs to be the number one for the first time in his life. I don't know if he knows how to be. But this is his opportunity to be. And this is a pretty big opportunity for a guy, you know, is just now kind of stepping into this role and realizing how big and how mean he can really be. Yeah, and he is a big guy. I think he forgets that sometimes. If he, focuses, if he puts some focus into this, he could be probably one of the most successful NWF 
heavyweight champions there is today or even tomorrow. But that's the thing. That's what makes Joshua different, and that's what makes Joshua made for this. Joshua knows how to be a number one. He knows how to go to the camera and talk to you for himself. Of course he has Andrew Reed in his corner. That's an insurance policy, which is what Adam Swayze should be for you, but he's not. So somewhere deep down, you need to make a decision now, Rex. Like, either you figure out you can be the number one, or I'm going to pick on the number one and say Joshua's going to retain the heavyweight championship this Saturday night because I just don't believe Rex can be a number one. He's never shown it to me. And he's going to have to check to see who your friends, you know, who are, who are your real friends? Who's really going to have you back? I don't know if this is a point that, where Rex needs friends. Rex really needs to focus on himself. Rex had a friend. Very Rex's true. friends abuses him, abuses him. Rex don't have friends right now. Rex kind of is in the dark and he's really getting angry about situations that he knows he can control and he doesn't want to take them out because he's always been Swayze's friend. At least he thought he is, or at least he thinks he still is. I don't know how you want to view that. But somewhere deep down the line, he makes need to make he needs to step up and make that decision for himself. Do I ever want to be number one? Do I ever want to make Rex somebody? Because you're never really going to be anybody being behind Adam Swayze this whole time. That is going to be one of the most intriguing matches there. I mean, just like with all of them. In fact, there are, there are, there are two more matches, that I, and I was remiss with thinking that was the last one left. YK, Chris Harris, and Nasty Russ. 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 Nasty Russ. Nasty Russ in the nightstick yeah. match. Nightstick match. Man, this nightstick's going to be kind of in a random box, I believe this is. Like somewhere. That's, yeah, there, there's boxes. It may have the nightstick. It may not have the nightstick. I'd have something else. You never know. There's going to be like random stuff in these boxes. Could be nothing open air, but I know there's going to be a nightstick in one of these boxes. Whoever finds this nightstick can go ahead and use this as a weapon, as a free roam weapon in the match. There's kind of no rules when this nightstick comes into play. We're going to see a really interesting match between two veterans, but when there's a nightstick that comes into play, trust a brother here. I'm a thug number one in NWF. If I'm going to go with anybody in this kind of match, I'm going to go with thug number two, and that's Nasty Russ. Sorry, Wildcat, I love you, but <laughs> Nasty Russ is definitely a thug at heart, and I'm going to go with a thug in this kind of a match. Nightstick match, Wildcat, Chris Harris, Nasty Russ. Christopher Margolos is betting on the thug. I'm going to go with Nasty Russ this Saturday night. I'm a sizzler, baby. Uh, Icon Lee and Chris Demise against the Natty Boys. Boy, the natty boys, the natty boys. <laughs> Them guys make me laugh. I love these two guys. They're just two hillbillies that love to drink, party, and have some fun. And I think they're going to do just the same with the Thuzzer Sizzler against Icon and Chris Demise. They're going to drink, party, and have some fun with two guys that are not ready for two former tag team champions. This Saturday night, the Summer Sizzler look for the natty boys to defeat the NYM. I always bet against Icon Lee. He's a schmuck at heart. He sucks. <laughs> Boo. We do not like this guy whatsoever. I'm hoping he goes to Pity City like Roger said. Let's bet on them natty boys. I want to go have a good party after the show's over at B-Dubs. All right, let's go to Buffalo Wings and Rings after the show, my friend. Yeah, and the last one, Ace Austin and Pompano Joe. Ace Austin, one of the most incredibly underrated talents in impact 
history, my friend. This guy has done things that are pretty much unthinkable to certain wrestlers out there. And just he's topped the charts everywhere against NWF zone Pompano Joe. Pompano, I've known my almost my entire life. Let's face it, we've gone back since high school. Wow. Let's face it, Pompano's ready. Pompano is ready. I've seen, I've never seen him more ready. Look at his look. He's definitely hitting the gym. He's definitely got oh, yeah. some abs going. That man's getting some arms on him. He's hitting them wins. He just beat Damian Chambers recently. That was a big win. Damian's out there a lot. Trust me, you get them wins over them big veterans out there on the scene a lot. That's a big time win. When it comes to Ace Austin coming to the Pompano's house, I do like Pompano Joe, but I'm sorry, my friend. I'm going to bet on Impact Star Ace Austin, the future of this business. He's almost untouchable. I'm definitely thinking Ace Austin's got a one-up on Pompano Joe on the Summer Sizzler this weekend. And I believe I finally hit every match. Oh, man, that, that's, that is a show that I've been advertised, making sure that I'm posting about it on Facebook and I'm a, in, on my podcast Twitter. If For everybody out there, if you're going to be in the Cincinnati area, in, in the Covington, Kentucky area on Saturday, go see the this car. This is going to be just something that you are not going to want to miss. And if you're not going to be in the Cincinnati area, start making plans now to travel to the Cincinnati area and go see the Summer Sizzler. I'm telling you, this card, I mean, you've, you've heard us talk about these matches. You heard myself and the Swinger talk about the matches last week. This is a stacked card like I've not ever seen. You know, like one of the biggest independent shows you're going to see out here right now at this level. We have 12 big matches coming up at Hits and Covington this Saturday afternoon, I should say. Four o'clock, two hours earlier than normal. You're going to hang out with all the guys and girls. You're going to play games. You're going to see a tug of war between a bunch of us. And then you're going to see some of the best matches on the independent circuit. Trust me, son. NWF's worth that. The first, the best, the last. Check us out this Saturday. Get your tickets for Hits. And take notice in Christopher Michael Otis, my friend. That's right. At 3785 Lake Park Drive in Covington, 4 o'clock. The Hits Indoor Baseball and Sportsplex. And, wow. And, yeah, we're definitely going to have to uh, I would come by and say hi when we're there as well. But before we go, sir, if anybody wants to contact Christopher Michael Otis, how would they do that? What's How do they get hold of you on social media or anything for, like, bookings or anything else? Uh, Instagram and Twitter, they are the same. It's Where's Lotus. Just look up that name. You'll find me there. Uh, Facebook, you've seen me there. Chris Lotus, you can share my tag when you post this anytime you want, brother. Share and share away. I always tell everybody. Uh, right now, I'm going to go ahead and start a TikTok. I have not really figured out how that works just yet. I'll keep you posted on that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you want to email me, I'm a cmlotus920 at gmail.com. Feel free. Drop in my email. Drop in my inbox. Drop in my messages on Twitter. I'll answer them as soon as I possibly can. I'm usually pretty good about updating statuses and keeping in touch with everybody. I'd love to see and meet new people. I'd love to see and meet new wrestlers and wrestle new wrestlers. I've done multiple things in the scene for 20 years. I've had multiple, if not millions of matches already. I coached over the last four years for the Northern Wrestling Federation under the tutelage of Roger Ruffin, uh, Abyss, uh, Carl Anderson. Those were my teachers growing up. And I'm happy to pass on their tutelage on to my future stars today. So please come check us out at Bone Crushers down there on uh, Mine Street. Uh, I can't give you that address because I can't remember all the addresses <laughs> in the world. I'm sure they will post it on the video as well. But trust me, you're going to want to be at the Summer Sizzler this weekend. You kids and you are going to have an awesome time. It's going to be incredible for everyone. New tag team champs coming with me and Star Rider. 
You better take notice. Get those tickets, baby. We're looking forward to seeing you this Saturday. So I was going to, I was about to ask you, do you have any other more information, any last words or any messages for anybody? But that sounded like it was it, unless you have anything else. I think I'm good, sir. I'd like to thank you for having me, though. This is awesome. I love doing podcasts, too. It's been a couple months for me since I did one, actually. So you're the first one to dig me up. So don't be afraid to dig me up again in the near future, all right? Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, thank you for coming on. I do appreciate it because you're helping me out as much as I think I'm helping y'all out. So, I mean, it's a it's a win-win. Definitely. You know, so, all right, sir. And I will go ahead and, and say goodbye. Um, and we'll definitely be seeing you on Saturday.